Yeah. Y'all might need to go in the studio. Yeah. Hey. Awesome, awesome. I don't know a better song to put you in the Christmas mood than, than that one. Than that one. Of course, we have been on a, and we can add that to uh, this sermon series, my Christmas playlist. Though it's not the song that I've selected today, the one I did select, I think, will further this mood that you're already in. And so I'm going to ask them to go ahead and cue it up so you can hear it. It's another, another classic. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Mm -hmm. Someday at Christmas, there'll be no wars when we have learned what Christmas is for. When we have found what life's really worth, there'll be peace on earth. Someday song this is uh as a backdrop for uh, this song off my christmas playlist i want to use the gospel according to saint luke just one line from chapter two one line from chapter two that i think perhaps frames what stevie's trying to say in that message and what we've been trying to say uh, for years it's chapter two verse 14 uh, the scene is the angel coming and testifying to the shepherds that a magical, marvelous, wonderful thing had happened, that a babe had been born. And they told him, he told them how they would find the babe. 
told him where they would find the babe. He gave him directions. Once he made that announcement, the Bible says that the heavens opened and a heavenly host appeared. And they were singing praises unto God. And the angel said, along with the heavenly host, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace on whom his favor rests. For a little bit this morning, I want to talk to you about someday at Christmas. Someday at Christmas, we're going to have the opportunity for this song to come true. Someday at Christmas on earth, we'll have the opportunity for there to be peace. But I want to give you a theological view of what this means right now. Because you can look around our world right now and the last thing you see is peace. You look in our communities right now and the last thing you see is peace. It seems like Stevie may have gotten it wrong in 1967 when he sang this song. You and I both know that Stevie's song was hopeful. Stevie's song was almost a prayer of what we can expect, not today, but someday at Christmas time. One theologian, Reverend Saeed Richardson, said about this song that was written by Ron Miller and Brian Wells, and it was originally put out by Stevie, even though it's been covered by a whole lot of folk, and I believe Tamaya just put one out cover of it. There are a whole lot of young artists who try to pull on this song, but nobody sings it like Stevie. Stevie was very, very young when he sang this song. He hadn't lived a whole lot of life, but he was living in a world where the Vietnam War was going on. He was living in a world where black folk weren't considered equal and were making a push to change that. He was living in a world where people were scrambling just to be seen and identified as being equal. And this song was presented to him, and I'm sure it welled up in him a whole lot of emotions. One thing we've never placed into context with the songs that Stevie sang is he was dealing with at least two disabilities. Yeah. It's only lately that we started giving a whole lot of identity to some physical disabilities. And Stevie has labored and succeeded with a disability of lack of sight for a long time. He opened a lot of doors and barriers for people who struggle with that disability. And so Stevie has been on the forefront of a lot of movements, but on this movement, he's saying one day we'll live in a place where, as they said, someday at Christmas, men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. I'm sorry to come in 2019 and tell you that they hadn't come at this Christmas. No, 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 not in our environment that day is not here yet. You can read the storylines today and they read almost like the storylines of 1967. We still have conflict with foreign countries going on. We're still struggling to deal with whether or not people are truly free in the whole lot of context. We're still dealing with the same old foes this country's had. Saber rattling with China while we wear all the clothes that are made there. 
How conflicted are we in this whole process? North Korea is still just as problematic as it always was. No matter how many times we try to sit down with him, we're going to still have problems. <clears throat> it was also right around that time when, when Stevie made this song that the doc, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King got up to preach his last Christmas sermon. It's the one prior to his assassination in April and Amazingly, the theme of his song, sermon that Christmas was peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Seems like peace was on everybody's mind at that time. Dr. King, in his fashion, talked just like Stevie when he said he wondered when the day would come when the world wouldn't be sick with war, when instead it would be rooted in freedom and compassion. He said it was sad for us to see a world, a world in which we couldn't get together and talk about even the most basic of things. And he surmised that the only way we could do this is for us to stop looking at it in a dissected version, but to look at this from an ecumenical standpoint. And that means our loyalties have got to transcend race, tribe, class, nation, international conflicts have got to become localized and issues of national, look at this, national health care issues he talked about in the end of the 60s have got to be dealt with in a fashion where everybody benefits from it. Someday at Christmas, <clears throat> here we are 50 years later, still having this same conversation about the struggles we have right now. And one would wonder, how can Christmas be joyous at this time when all these problems are going on? And I came to tell you right now, if you're dealing with external issues and you look at those things that make you happy, you're going to be struggling. Your Christmas joy has got to come from somewhere deeper in you. You got to reach at another level. And so then why would, why would the angel come and make this pronouncement according to Luke? How could he seem to have get it? How could he have seen to have gotten it so wrong all these many years ago? And can I tell you, God never gets anything wrong. It's simply how we look at it. It's simply how we approach the issue that determines whether the someday at, at Christmas is this day at Christmas. We've got to be able to determine how we look at what God has blessed us with. When the angels came, they talked of a babe who would come and unite us. Isn't that amazing? That a babe would be able to come and unite us when all of these adults have failed so miserably. What's special about this babe that came? First of all, you and I need to know that that babe is God. And he came and brought himself, which means when God sent the babe to us, he was actually sending us his peace. Not the peace we create. Men create peace and we struggle with it. Men create peace and our peace is always contingent on not the P-E-A-C-E, -E, but a P-I-E-C-E -E of something. Man always has to put parameters around the peace that's starting. But look, 
It's not new because that babe was brought into a world that was struggling. I've told you before, if we're not looking at Jesus' birth, his life, his ministry, from a historical standpoint, from a cultural context, then we're missing why it was so important. Think about what was going on. He came from impoverished parents. Parents who were forced to make a long journey without the resources that they needed. Parents who were forced to go from one place to another. Look at this in 2020, so they could be counted on the census. How important is it for us right now to make sure that everybody is counted on the census? How many Josephs and Marys are struggling to get to where they need to be so they can be included on the census? In Alabama, we're struggling to make sure everybody gets counted on the census. And so the issue of census is as relevant today as it was in Jesus' time. Not only that, there were despots on the throne who were threatening to kill people then, just like they are now. King Herod, can I say it nicely, was a fool. And he threatened to kill. It was just two years after King Herod died that, I mean, after, king, after Jesus was born, that King Herod made sure that he had no threats to the throne as the prophets told him that a babe had been born. And so this madman had every baby to and under kill. That's what Jesus and his family were running from. There was no peace at that time. And so how can the angels sing someday at Christmas? Don't forget the context, because if you forget the context, then it doesn't have the same impact when you understand what that angel was saying. He said, but God gives glory to those who believe in him. He gives peace to them. Verse 14 is very specific. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, it certainly can't be that God was simply given a blanket coverage of peace on earth because we look around at all the conflicts and we know there's just not peace on earth. And so who is benefiting from the peace that God has given to us? It can't be that it's just every man because every man doesn't even believe in God. And so then why would he give peace to every, every man? It can't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me that that's what he was trying to do. So then you must understand, church, that it's not earthly peace, but peace with God. Somebody ought to say amen to that. When the baby came, a door was opened that had been previously shut. Can I make it plain from Bible study this week? We talked about Adam and Eve this week in Bible study and what they messed up. It's just like this. When Adam and Eve messed up in the garden and, Jesus, and God put them out of the garden, the door was closed. When Jesus came through Mary to this earth, the door was opened again. Peace is possible with God. He gave us a way to get back to him and to be right with him by sending the baby to him. Not earthly peace, not bombs, but a baby can ensure peace. And so if we go and look at this in the context of the, the Bible and we validate Luke chapter 2, verse 14, 
by another verse in the Bible, Romans chapter 5, tells us that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the peace that's been promised to us this day at Christmas is that you and I have peace with God. And somebody ought to say amen to that. That means I'm no longer at war with God. God and I are not enemies. Reggie played it so many times. I am a friend of God. He knows me and he loves me. On that first Christmas night, God made the way for you and I to have peace with him. Mary and Joseph knew that he was a special baby. But I don't know that he had even stopped the war that was in existence between them and their God when he came. That's what Paul was talking about in Romans 5. That the baby that, made, that Mary had became her savior when he got here. Peace with God our Father. Same God has made a way for you and I to enjoy that same peace in our daily walk. And so you can say, not someday at Christmas, this day. This day at Christmas, I'm at peace with God. This day at Christmas, I have love with God and he loves me. This day at Christmas. You need to know this, that peace with God is different than other peace. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's different than other peace. God's peace is not conditional. When he loves you, he loves you. When he gives you his peace, he gives it to you. When he sends us a way to get back to him, that's because we didn't have a way to do it ourselves. We couldn't break the barrier that existed between us and God, so God broke the barrier for us. Think about it. When we were yet without strength, he came and lived for us, let me say that, and he died for us. All right. God's peace with us comes through his spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and abides with us. Can I tell you this? His peace is policed daily in us. Every day with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus Christ taught throughout his ministry. It's where we find our peace. That's why you got to get, that's why you have to learn about Jesus Christ so you can understand the depth of the peace that he brought to us. Peace comes from the security of knowing that we have a relationship. And peace is based on that relationship. So you need to know that peace is different than the world's peace. You also need to know that, that the peace that we got according to Matthew in chapter 10, the writer wrote, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth Watch this now. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. How do you bring peace and a sword at the same time? Watch this now, because some of us have this twisted. We live our lives struggling, trying to be okay with every neighbor we have. And I came to tell you that right now that if you're on God's side, you're going to be against somebody else. Some of us are struggling to get along with everybody. And that's not what Jesus Christ came to do. Yeah, he didn't come that we might live in peace with the world. He came that we might live at peace with God. He's the reason that people turn against us. 
your right living is wrong to somebody. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep living right. Some of us are, uh, some of us are upset because folk don't like us. I came to tell you it's all right if folk don't like you as long as God loves you. We spend a lot of time trying to get folk to like us. The world didn't tolerate him and they won't tolerate you either. They spit on him, kicked him. You get the same treatment. They put him to death and they'll kill you if they could. They certainly try to kill your reputation. I told you too many times, if they can't find something you're doing wrong, they make what you do wrong. Daniel wasn't the first one and he won't be the last. They will persecute you. They will persecute you because of your relationship with him. Not just, not just try to get at you. They set traps and, and they scheme. All to get back at you, but be encouraged. Because Jesus told us that he had overcome the world. He knows their games and he knows your name. Which means that he can take care of you. Stop trying to get along with the devil. You don't have to be his friend. When he shows himself to be what he is, believe him. Yes, a whole lot of folk have this foolishness about keeping their enemies closer. Yeah, you keep your enemies too close, you get that stank all over you too. Leave them alone. Move on. Stop setting lunch dates with the devil. We're called to be salt. We're called to be salt. Salt preserves that which is worth keeping. That's what salt does. But not only that, it burns the wounds of sin, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, salt will burn, too. If something's not healthy, it'll burn it. That's not a good feeling to those who are getting burned when they're not doing right. We're the salt in the wounds of the sins of the world. Think about that now. That's what you are in the place where you're getting all that blowback. You're the salt that's needed in that place. And it's going to sting all those folk who don't want to do right. Sinners won't like you, but the Lord loves you. Third thing I want to tell you is that this peace is only found in Christ. There is no substitute. You, people keep looking for a substitute. There's no substitute. All right? First of all, you need to know that Jesus coming gave you peace with God, all right? That's what he did. Then it came, his, his coming also gives us peace with each other. If we'll tolerate it, those who want to be at peace can be at peace. But what I love about this is it also gives you peace during your trials and your tribulations, his peace. But that peace only comes from the fourth thing, and that is your faithful obedience to God. Because peace, you know this, peace is the fruit of obedience. It's a fruit of the Spirit. 
peace is a fruit of the Spirit. You have to practice those disciplines in order to get the benefit of them. We're called to live by faith. Faith takes practice. Faith means you got to go through something. How is your faith otherwise ever tested? If you don't ever go through anything. When you live by faith, that brings you peace. When you do the works of God, that brings you peace. When you speak the words of God, if you know them, you got to learn them to speak them. That brings you peace. You can speak the words of God even in the midst of persecution, and it'll give you peace. You ever been in the middle of some mess? and brought the word of God into your spirit and said, I'm all right. It'll bring peace, and the Bible says that that peace is the kind of peace that moves past your understanding. You don't even understand why you feel all right. It's because the Lord came in. It's almost like he walked in and cradled you in his arms. That's what the peace brings you. Now, peace is something that they can't take away from you either because it grows on the inside. Yeah, your peaceometer is growing. It's growing as your relationship with the Lord is growing. Watch this now, watch this. They can't tell that by their persecution is driving you closer to the Lord and diminishing the results they can ever have. They're making you stronger but you gotta stick with the Lord. Don't go off on a tangent on your own. You'll mess up the plan. Look at this, Christ said this in Matthew 5 and 9, that blessed are the peacemakers because they shall be called the sons of God. And the last thing I wanna tell you, and I'm out of your way, because this day at Christmas, we can have peace if we look at peace the right way. The last thing I need you to know is this. When you find that kind of blessing in your life, you ought to be willing to share it with somebody else. You can't keep all that good stuff to yourself. Somebody else needs that kind of peace in their lives. And my question to you is, have you shared the gift of peace that's been given to you? Acts 10 and 36 says, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord over all. You gotta tell somebody the good news. The good news will bring them peace. The gospel is a gospel first of peace. Peace with God through Christ's atoning work. So you and I have a responsibility to proclaim it. Not just preachers, but everybody. Every believer has to tell the story. And guess what? If enough of us start telling the peace story in this world, and can I tell you this? Whether they admit it or not, the world is desperately searching for the kind of peace you and I have. They need some of it right now. All these young folk who are struggling, trying to find a way, what they really need is somebody to love them. They need some peace in their lives. Can you imagine the disruptiveness they have in their lives? It's all because there's no peace. One boy told me one day when I was at the court years ago, 
And I said, man, why didn't you just go home? He looked at me as sincerely as anybody ever could, and he said, because home ain't home no more. That's the problem. There's no peace in their home. And I found him to be a prophet in what he said. We messed up at home, just ain't home no more. They're looking for that. They're looking for a home. They're looking for normalcy. And they think they can buy normalcy. Normalcy doesn't come that way. But guess what comes with normalcy in the Bible? Peace. Peace does. So as we celebrate Christmas, as we read the familiar stories and sing the familiar songs, we need to reflect on who is our peace. We need to know that if you're in a spiritual mindset, there's only one place you can turn for that kind of peace, and that's to God. And we believe that we get to that relationship again with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And so he came, not a babe in the manger. Let's give him another name. How about we call him the Prince of Peace? He came to us and brought that kind of love that you and I have so desperately needed. And I wonder today if you're here, if you know this man. Oh, oh, the babe didn't stay a babe. The babe grew up. And it's because of the work he did as an adult that our peace has been made, can I say permanent? You and I cannot just have peace here in this place because of Jesus Christ. We can look forward to having eternal peace through our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I wonder... Have you started your peace journey today? Today is a great day. Say this day at Christmas, I want to have peace. This day at Christmas, I want to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to give my life to him this day at Christmas. Let that be your personal gift to yourself. Just as he was a gift to all of mankind, you can bless him by giving yourself back to him. While the choir sings this song, you've never been baptized before, we'll certainly do that. You've been looking for a church family. I ask you to try us. You're ready to come back home, back to peace. We're waiting on you. Help us, Father.